We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Garage Beers podcast. Well, it's a week later and the protests are still going on and now they're hitting the world of sports. We're gonna talk a little bit about NASCAR. We're gonna talk a little bit about hockey. Uh, Not probably the two most well-known sports for inclusion, but they've taken drastic steps this week. Plus, we'll talk about our Cleveland Sports House, our top four athletes. Plus, Daniel Zarian made a huge mistake and got wildly roasted on Twitter. All that and more, plus our Garage Beers of the Week. So come on up the driveway, pull up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome, everybody, in to the 12th episode of the Garage Beers podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, I am Michael Keefe. Over here in the garage on the west side of Cleveland, after a, a heavy set of thunderstorms just rolled through, uh, which is great because it knocked the temperature down about 20 degrees. It was hot today, uh, but I'm out here in the garage in Fairview Park, uh, and joining me as always on the podcast over on the east side of Cleveland in his garage. He's still got lightning going on behind him like crazy. It's fun to watch. Chad Meyer, what's going on over there, Chad? Guys, you know what? It's been a day, but I'm not going to let it get me down because it's podcasting night, and this is my favorite night of the week, and we are ready to go. I, I'm in here. I got my beers off to the side of me. I'm, I'm ready to get a little buzz, and uh, let's 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 talk sports. Let's talk shop here, guys. We're going to do some talks. We're going to do some talks. We're sorry, we're sorry you had a shit day, Chad, but it, any, podcasting night can make any day better. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm not going to bore anybody with the details, but, uh, you know, I was out four and a half hours trying to fix a tire. But, hey, we're fine. We're fine now. Okay? I'm already bored. Alcohol in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chad's trying to improve his day. The alcohol is going to help. We'll make sure that continues to flow throughout the podcast. But joining me again in the garage uh, for the second time, super exciting, over here on the west side of Cleveland, up from Nashville, is Joey Whalen. Hey, welcome back to the garage, Joe. Uh, I enjoyed that when it thunderstorms here, you don't have to go to your basement every time. Dude, I, we've talked about this. <laughs> we've talked about this. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was with Jay Crawford. Like, you guys, uh, those storms in Nashville, man, it's like a thunderstorm. Uh, yeah, we'll just throw a tornado in for fun. Yeah. It, it's like growing up in Ohio, it's like you don't really, like, you hear the sirens all the time, but it's never, like, it's not a ton of touchdowns here. 
Oh, those the storms down south are like warnings from God. Like those aren't even. Oh storms. my God! Yeah, like get on your knees and pray. <laughs> I blow. I blow. Oh, uh, I'm still here. Hello, I'm still here, fuckers. Uh, dude, for real. Like I told Joe, I was like, man, yeah, we got some, we got some uh, a threat of some weather, so we might be doing this inside because it would be loud in my garage. Oh yeah. And I like showed him the radar, and Joe was like, "Is are we? Is this going to be okay?" I'm like, yeah, dude, it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. Joe totally forgot what Ohio You totally forgot what Ohio thunderstorms are. Yeah. They're very nice. They're like calming. Yeah, yeah. I Crack a window open. Yeah. <laughs> grill out during it. Just a couple lightning strikes, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're fine. We I have mean, soggy we have burgers, rubber, but we have, we have rubber grills up here. We're not gonna get electrocuted. <laughs> right. That's right. All right, boys. Well, uh, Kind of a fun episode that I've been looking forward to. We've been uh, we've been so fortunate to have just some incredible guests. We had the uh, the hosts of the That's What B Said podcast, two of the three hosts last week, and again we've had incredible guests: Al Snow, Felix Wright, Jay Crawford, Cecil Shorts, Grant Fear. But tonight we're just taking it back. This is the first time since week two we don't have a guest, and it's just the three of us, and we're just we're just in the garage. Talking shop, uh, having some beer. So I'm really know excited. Who you guys for are anymore? I like it. Like I, I just I don't know. I, I feel like something's missing without a guest. Do I even know you, Mike? Joe, is that you? Chad? <laughs> Chad? <laughs> Dad? Is that you? I only, see, I only see two windows. Where's the third one? Yeah, right. Yeah, where's the other person? <laughs> well, as usual, we're not going to change too many things up. As usual, uh, we got to start with our garage beers of the week. I didn't tell you I was going to do this, Joe, but. Uh, our garage beers of the week are going to have a special dedication this week. We're going to send out a special cheers this week. Uh, if you've listened to us the whole time, you've known it's been a weird couple of months for the family, uh, on our side. Uh, so, uh, this last Friday, we had another loss in the family. Uh, my wife, uh, who is Joe's sister, uh, and Joey lost, uh, their grandfather on Friday uh, and, uh, man, he was just a, an incredibly special person. He was an avid listener of the garage beers podcast. He used to text me, uh, he texted me tips and tricks, uh, <laughs> none of which I use, but, but he, I let him have his input. Uh, but, uh, unfortunately we lost him on, uh, on, uh, on Friday. And so, uh, we're going to send out our special dedication for our garage beers this week to, uh, to James Becker, AKA Papa uh as as these ones will go out to him so uh, i'm gonna joe i'm gonna let you lead off our special dedication of the garage beers podcast uh well i, I picked a hell of a uh a dedication garage beer for this week uh <laughs> and that is incredibly sarcastic um oh. i forgot mine uh at home before i came over here to record tonight so um <laughs> very on top of it here uh so i decided i don't know if this is like self-punishment or what um but i have a mics uh, oh. <laughs> hard lemonade, <laughs> but but it's black cherry lemonade. Um, well, let, me, let, me, let me get the profile here. It's um, oh, no. <laughs> it's it's pretty mediciney. Oh, wow. Uh, the actually on top it says they're the not so innocent cherry. What? Um, that's kind of weird. Um, but you know it's smooth. Like it kind of tastes like um. Those little uh, like barrel juice drinks, what are those called? Hugs? 
Yeah. <laughs> a little barrel juice with like the foil top and oh, yeah, straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of tastes like that. Do those have any carbonation in them? These <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I pull I pull this up from the basement and Listen. uh and and my sister goes, she goes, that's before Patrick. And Patrick's three, so these have, these are like three plus years old. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But listen, Joe gets a pass. We've we've talked about we've talked about some uh, gluten intolerance mm-hmm. in the past, and Joe generally muscles right through that. So if he wants to have a mics now and then, even if it's three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve years old, that's fine. Yeah. Go for it. It's aged. It's not sour uh, and pr- not really carbonated, no. So uh, pretty malty. Yeah, the carbonation may have left two years ago. Uh, well, so Joe- raspberry lemonade, it, it just gets better with age, man. It's like a fine mm. wine. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe's bringing, uh, Mike's makes its first appearance on Garage Beers of the Week. Uh, Chad, what are you drinking over there? Oh, God. Here we go. Well, the only reason I'm drinking this again is because it's the only thing left in my fridge, okay, until tomorrow when I get more beer, when I go on a beer run, okay? Uh, it, so it's obviously, you know, it's an IPA. Um, I have tonight, I am drinking uh, Jackie O's Mystic Mama. Delicious. Jackie O's Mystic Mama IPA. And I'm really looking forward to this, especially when it says brewed with copious amounts of pungent hops. So it's going to sting the nostrils. Uh, well, I mean, we'll find. I mean, it'll be a first pour here. We'll we'll see. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Oh look at that. Ooh, look at it's that. light. Look at that. We, it's light. It's a podcast chat. Nobody can look at it. Well, yeah, but but when you're on the radio, Mike, it, you, you describe it, okay? <laughs> I gotta say, it's definitely juicy. It looks juicy, Mike. <laughs> you bastard. Well, I want to take it. Well, you can't take a sip. You just foamed it up. So yeah, I'm interested well, I mean, to hear your first sip. This is your kind of pour, right? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't just release all the aroma. It does. Of the beer? That is. It is yeah. the way. It is the way to pour. So you did that well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you're yeah. welcome. A plus on the pour. I just got to wait for all the head to go down. You got it. All right. So Chad goes with Jackie O's. That's I think the first Jackie O's. I love Mystic Mama. It's a good one. You'll hate it, but that's because you have bad taste. Uh, so now it's my turn. Oh, that's, for, that's what it is. Got it. I have a very special garage beer of the week this week. I did this for both of you guys. Oh, Christ. So my garage beer of the week comes from Flying Tiger Brewery, which is out of Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, and the name of my beer, it, this is a, it's a Louisiana pale ale. And the name of my beer, just for you guys, is Juicy. No, oh, cr- oh, no. No. <laughs> That looks like the label of like the, the 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 old like juicy like slushy machines that you find in the like convenience stores. Yeah. Well, the name of my beer is Juicy, and it's called the juiciest beer around. I'm going to tell you, it's it's probably not my favorite all time beer, but it's it's tasty. It actually grows on you a little bit. Uh, it may be a little too juicy for me, but uh, but that was the name, and it's called the juiciest beer around. And uh, here it gives you. It gives you a, a, a description of juicy, succulent, interestingly scandalous, okay, temptingly appealing. What? That doesn't, that juicy. doesn't describe juicy at all. That doesn't. That sounds like that sounds like a Tinder profile, like 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 a, like a stripper Tinder profile. <laughs> succulent. Yes. Succulent. And, and uh, like oh, scandalous wasn't scandalous one of the other words you said. Yes. 
Well, listen, I went to find my beer and I looked on the shelf and I saw Juicy and I said, well, that's my garage beer this week. I got to so, tell you guys something. Speaking of strippers, funny quick story. Um, oh one God. of my old buddies, one of my old buddies from college, Jason, right? <laughs> so we we went to the, you know, we, we went to the strip club one night after a few adult beverages as you have a chance, uh, you know, would sometimes do in your younger years in college. And <laughs> so this one girl was dancing on him this entire time, right? This entire time, just talking to him, flirting with him. And all of a sudden his wallet's empty, right? But first he doesn't, that's not what he points to. He comes up to us. He goes, guys, I think she really likes me. Oh, and, I, and we go, Jason, check your wallet. <laughs> he opens up his wallet. He goes, well, yeah, look, I know, I know, but like, we've got like a real connection going on. Should I get her number? Jason, how much money's in your wallet? <laughs> oh, oh, completely no. empty. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, I have another story about him, but we can also get to that later about how he thought he was drunk on O'Doul's. But uh, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that another time. It feels like Jason was feeling a little juicy that night. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe juicy was the girl dancing on him. I don't think he was feeling juicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we got Mike's Hard, Black Cherry, Lemonade. We got the Jackie O's Mystic Mama. And from Flying Tiger Brewery in Louisiana, we've got the aptly named Juicy. Those are our garage beers this week. Again, dedicated to the late, great Papa James Becker. Uh, uh, he will, uh, I'm sure, be critiquing this for eternity. So uh, so before we get into the rest of the podcast, we have a little bit of breaking news tonight, uh, and it comes from uh, Cleveland Indians land. Uh, again, we talked about this last week on the podcast. Major League Baseball is just, from the top down, the worst PR machine of all time. Uh, the worst marketing league in all of sports. Uh, they don't They're know. They're destroying their own game. To, to use a very appropriate uh, 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 phrase, they don't know their ass from third base uh, when it comes to really marketing themselves at all. Uh, so you probably have no idea uh, that the Major League Baseball draft is going on right now. Uh, nope. And again, uh, I understand in normal times that the draft isn't a big thing. But in these, like, even in its heyday, though, even in its heyday, though, uh, would, you, would you think it marketed well? Would you think it would have marketed well? No, it's never marketed well. But even like, you would think this would be the time where they'd be like, and again, I said this last week, so I don't want to harp on it too much. But you would think this would be the time where they'd be like, nothing else is going on for the first time ever. The draft is broadcast on ESPN tonight. It's on ESPN. You would think they would have some package, get people excited have a good time with it. And instead they just do nothing with it. But anyways, uh, the Cleveland Indians have made their first round selection at this point. And so with the 23rd overall pick, and this is interesting, uh, they take shortstop Carson Tucker from Arizona. Now listen, the kids. <laughs> World Series! Let's go. Dookie. I see his name is Dookie. Like that's just, that's just like nickname. It's Dookie. <laughs> Listen, first of all, anybody, I know the immediate thing is going to be, oh, they drafted a shortstop. This has nothing to do with Francisco Lindor. This kid is a high schooler. And no, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with Lindor. The kid's, the kid's in high school. He's, he's not going to be up in the major leagues for years. How do you know that? How do you know that? Okay. 
All right. First round, picks, first round picks in the major league. It's first round picks in the major league draft are like the first round picks in the NHL draft. Typically they start up. I mean, if he doesn't start in the major leagues, he's going to at least be in double A AA and triple A. Francisco Lindor didn't. But, okay. But Francis, here's the thing. Here's why it has to do with Frankie is because he's going to be gone after next year. Everybody knows it. Even tribe management knows it. No, That's so, why they made the pick. No, that, that is, it's false. And it's, and it's, it's irrational. There are the Indians, the Indians are super deep in their minor league uh, system in two areas. Pitching, they're super deep, and they have like they have like ten shortstops that are like ranked in the top like fifty shortstops of all of minor league baseball. So they're they're super deep I'd have there. To see the numbers on that. I'd have but to here's, do the research. Here's what's interesting because again, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> what's interesting is the 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 consensus about this kid. The little bit that I read about him is. He's committed to play baseball at Texas. Mm -hmm. And it's believed that whatever team drafted him is going to have to really show him the money to make him decommit from Texas and jump into professional baseball. <laughs> so, so the interesting thing is he, this is the kid that it, it, it looks like they're going to have to give him a big signing bonus, big money up front. And we're talking about the Cleveland Indians. Like what are the odds? What are the, the odds this kid even even joins the organization, or does he just go back to Texas or go to Texas? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If you're talking about money, you just got drafted by the wrong team, and that's not—I mean—that's not his fault. That's the Cleveland Indians' fault. You know, and typically, if they if they would have done their research into this guy, if that report is true that people were going to have to show him the money to decommit from college. Uh, well, hello, uh, the Indians aren't exactly money spenders, especially before they know a guy is going to contribute at the big league level for, right. for you know, quite, quite a number of years. I, yeah, I, I, I don't see this kid joining the, the, the organization anytime soon. Go to Texas. Have fun. Have fun. That's sad. And it, the, uh, the, only, the, the other team that this kid's name was really linked to uh, was the Dodgers because it was believed that the Dodgers would be able to get him coerce him with money to, to not go into college and the Indians went ahead and took him. So I don't even know what that says about the organization. I don't know if they understand, like if he maybe told them that he would join them, but it's believed that it's going to take some money. And I don't know. We'll see this kid may, may, it may be one of those situations where he's drafted by the Indians, but he goes to college plays here and then gets, goes back into the draft next year. So that makes, that makes me laugh. That makes me laugh. But anyways, <laughs> For at least tonight, Indians have a first-round pick, Carson Tucker. It was 23rd overall in the first round. So They have another uh, one coming up, too, at 36. So pay ooh. attention to that. It'll be some yeah. other guy that nobody's excited about. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, baseball just, again, they, you could get people excited about these guys, and you just don't. So I, I can't even with baseball. Uh, I want to turn serious for a second. I want to go back to our topic that we hit on last week. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I feel like we didn't spend time on it last week because we did. our guests had spent a lot of time on it the night before on their podcast, and we didn't want to rehash that. But again, we still got the protests going on uh, regarding inequality, regarding Black Lives Matter. And uh, listen, I, I don't know if it was evident from last week, but I felt like I maybe should have said something that I didn't say. Uh, and I think it's it's time for everybody to speak out about this. So uh, I just wanted to say, if you couldn't pick it up from my tone last week on how we were talking about things, uh, let me make things very clear. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. 
It's a flag that I will fly on my house if I want to. It's a, it's, it is something I will scream from on top of a mountain, <laughs> but, uh, but black lives matter. And, uh, if you, if you have any argument to that, then you really need to take a look inside yourself. If, if you're one of those people that feels the need to argue that statement, you need to look inside yourself. Uh, uh, so I don't know if anybody else, I just felt like we talked about it and I felt like I was pretty clear on how I felt, but I felt like I just kind of left that off when I listened back and I didn't want there to be any question on, uh, on that. I think we should all be saying stuff like that. And again, I'm not saying you guys need to say anything that you don't want to say, but, uh, uh, but yeah, for me, that was important to say. So I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say or feel like maybe we left off from last week. No, no. I, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, before, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm ashamed to admit, but before, um, this George Floyd incident happened, you know, I, I really, I really didn't understand it. You know, uh, you know, I, I was on the all lives matter platform deal and I, you know, I'm very ashamed of it and embarrassed by it, you know, and, but, and that I, di- I didn't take the time to really educate myself and listen and empathize with the situation. And, uh, you know, finally I did, I mean, this incident in particular, um, you know, albeit, albeit late, but you know, it, it's never too late to change. Um, I, I, I didn't get it. I, you know, I thought black lives matter was this anti-police anti-everything, but really it, it's nobody is saying that all lives don't matter, but it, you know, black lives are the ones being targeted and in danger in, in these instances and, and black lives do matter. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm in total agreement with you, Mike, if anybody wants to argue that, uh, you know, come at us, bro. Come at, come at us. Yeah. It's just an important time to, um, you know, especially for people that don't uh, experience systematic racism and police brutality, it's a very important time to just listen. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think this movement finally has the attention that it deserves globally. Uh, and it's been something that, uh, that right there has been something that the whole movement's been working for, for, uh, yeah. ever, literally ever. Um, and so now it's, uh, no matter what's happened in the past, now is time more than ever to listen and to do your best to, um, support and understand and get yourself involved with, um, promoting, uh, this movement across the country. Cause it's huge. Um, and it's, uh, um, an exciting thing to be a part of because, yeah. Um, you know, we can really be part of some big change um, for the world forever. So, um, yeah. Well, and, and you know what, I, again, uh, to rehash it a little bit, I, I, I just wanted to bring it back up a little bit because we're going to talk about some things that have happened in the sports world over the last, really over the last week, uh, some things that have popped up. But, uh, you know, and I don't say this for the, for the reasons that some idiots say like, oh, black friends or I've got uh, my brother-in-law's black. Um, I, I've got, um, I care deeply about so many black people and, and I don't want them to listen. My thing is I don't want them to listen to this podcast and not hear me a hundred percent stick up for them and a hundred percent say how I feel. And so, uh, I know it's been going on a couple of weeks, but I just, I listened last week and I went, you know, I really feel like I should have just made that one last kind of affirmative a hundred percent statement so that when they're listening to this, that they know that 
uh, uh, we here at the Garage Beers podcast have got your back and we'll stand up for you and we'll speak out for you. Uh, and we'll use our voice and, to, to get out to, and, and do whatever we can. Yeah, 100%. You know, like I, I did touch on it last week too. I, you know, I, my, the neighborhood I grew up in was incredibly diverse and I kind of wish every white person uh, was fortunate enough to grow up with the diversity that I did with, um, you know, because in the neighborhood I grew up in, if you were an asshole, it wasn't because of the color of your skin. You, you know, you were just an asshole. Everybody, everybody judged everybody equally. Everybody Chad was always an asshole. Well, yeah, but that's the size point. But um, yeah, uh, and I just wish that you know. And but um, unfortunately, not everybody uh, is able to do that. But uh, you know, now is the time to. To, to, to listen and, and really be a part of that change. And, you know, when Mike, you said, you said my brother-in-law is black, I was like, oh, oh yeah, you do have a sister. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, defend, I'll defend it on that. But, Would you uh, please yeah. get to know me, Chad? That's all I want from you. Well, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, that's the last thing I needed to know about you. So now I know everything about you. Good. All right. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about how uh, – how this has all been affecting the world of sports. Uh, and we're going to start in a league that I think a lot of people would talk about as being one of the least diverse uh, sports leagues, maybe in the world. Uh, it's not, uh, not diverse on a, uh, a, a nationality level, but it's certainly on a race level. It's not the most diverse place in the world, but we're going to start in the NHL because the NHL created something called the Diversity Alliance. And, and actually it wasn't the NHL that created it. But within the NHL, some players created something called the Hockey Diversity Alliance. So you're talking about big-time players like Evander Kane, uh, Trevor Daly, Wayne Simmons, Joel Ward, like big-time hockey players uh, of color who have come together to uh, form this uh, NHL Diversity Alliance. And I know Max Kellerman, uh, well, actually, you'll hear it right here. He's got some thoughts on the topic. Listen, I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but... In, in the United States of America, no one really cares about hockey. You know, the old joke is every town has 20,000 hockey fans. They all have season tickets. So the arenas are always sold out, but the TV ratings don't do anything. So it's not one of the four major team sports, although it has a strong – I mean, I don't What a jackass. First of all, first of all you're a boxing guy, you son of a bitch. Like, okay, you're a boxing guy. <laughs> Something, boxing has not been popular since, what, the mid-90s? Okay? So <laughs> you have no idea how, what, what's popular and what's not. Now, on a global level, the NHL, uh, hockey in general, is, oh, of course. Is, is way bigger than a lot of these other sports. I, I mean, I would say it's – I mean, I don't know. I, I would argue I, – I can't say it's definitely bigger than, like, baseball – or basketball, but it's played in so many other places. Certainly bigger but, than football. Yeah. Yeah. On a global level. Yeah. Hockey is way bigger. And the fact that arenas are sold out every night. Yeah. Hockey's a little tough to watch on TV, but the fact that arenas are sold out every night should tell you how popular hockey is. Right. Come on, right. Kellerman. Come hey, on. Hey, and like, I don't even, I, I, it's just, he said, it's not one of the American big four sports. Like, what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? Like, how, how stupid? Like, have you watched hockey? Have you have you watched the Stanley Cup playoffs, you idiot? But anyways. What does he they, consider the fourth sport? Baseball, basketball, football? Golf? What's the fourth sport? Golf. <laughs> no joke. What, what else? What does he boxing. consider the fourth boxing. sport? Boxing. You, know, oh, you, right. you, know, you know it's boxing because uh, 
literally the only time boxing has made news over the last, I don't know, 20 years was Floyd Mayweather fighting Conor McGregor. And now this rumor of a potential boxing match between Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. Like that tells you where your sport is. That would be the biggest fight in the last 20 years. It would be. It yeah, really yes. would be. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, put, him Shut on, up put, him put him on the glass seats and, and let some guys come into the corners. I bet you his dick would move a little bit. <laughs> well, so go back to the NHL Diversity Alliance. It's a cool thing. These players came up with it. And it really is. It's, it's, it's very simple. It, it, there's not a, a bunch for us to go, go into, but it's, it's an outreach program that like the biggest players of color in hockey are dedicating themselves to it. And, and again, we, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, one of the most influential people of color. Uh, um, the, one of the, the first black hockey player to ever win the Stanley cup, the first black hockey player to ever be inducted into the hall of fame. We had Grant fear on this podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and the outreach, the funny thing is, you know, they want to go to this community outreach type deal. They want to start getting kids in inner cities access they want to make it more affordable because hockey is not cheap to play you got to buy a lot of shit to play hockey. but they want to make it more affordable for people to play they want to make it more accessible for people in inner city situations urban situations to play hockey um i think it's i think it's i think the interesting thing was um again i think i think it just points back to we are we just have an issue that we need to fix and it, it, it there is racism everywhere but like when we were talking to Grand Fear, we asked him what it was like to be a black kid growing up playing hockey, what it was like to be black in Canada playing hockey in, in a predominantly white, uh, uh, mostly European slash Canadian sport. Uh, and he said, listen, when I was in Canada, there nothing really. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said it wasn't until I went to Buffalo that I really kind of experienced racism with, right. with fans and with a city. So, uh, you know, I think I think the outreach is necessary. I know, Joe, you asked about the outreach when we were talking to Grant Fury. You asked about how do you get more kids interested? How do we get more people playing hockey? And, and you know, I think this would be great. I would love, I would love to see uh, more more leagues in, in urban areas where you get a bunch of black kids on skates playing hockey. I think, you know, I think that would be a tremendous advantage for the sport. So I think it's a great thing that they're doing. Oh, breaking news, guys. We got Burns from Auburn. His MLB comparison is Sonny Gray. We know his first name. I got a notification on my phone. I got the same notification you did, Chad. It, and it just says, it just said they draft Burns. Yeah, yeah. They draft just Burns. Burns. That's all his name. His name is just Burns. Woo! Let's go! I can't wait till he gets to the major league level and then we just let him go after all his talent is displayed. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Back to the diversity alliance. Uh, what were we saying? No burns. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, the funny thing is about that. It, it's not. I guess it's not funny, but the NHL is diverse in, in a way. It, it, but it, it's 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 diverse yet not diverse because it's diverse. It's not diverse in a way that there, you don't see many people of color uh, in. In, in sport, but there's many, many people from different cultures, Russia, Finland, Sweden. You're starting to see some, some Japanese, Native American. Hell, there was, there was uh, um, uh, Alaskan. What was his name? Jonathan Chichu was, was the first yeah. 
ever, uh, um, I, I don't need essential Eskimo, like e- Enoch. I mean, is that how you say it? I just remember hearing an interview with him and he basically had to, I don't know, go club seals for food. Like it was, it was crazy the the, the different cultures, but uh, I think this is a great step by the NHL uh, to really uh, become progressive in, in the league. You know, the NBA is the most progressive league in professional sports, but this is a step in the big step in the right direction for the NHL. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, Again, I think it's a byproduct of what's going on. I think these players are looking at what's going on in the country and in the world right now. There's marches and protests everywhere. And I think they said, listen, we now is this time. Now we're, there's, this, there's this acute awareness. People, I have seen people that have just put down racism. Racism doesn't exist. It's not a problem. It's blown out of proportion. I've seen those people turn around and come out right now being like, this has to end. We can't be like this. And so I think, you know, I think in the world of sports, I think if we could talk for, for, I could talk for a year about in the world, in the real world and in politics, how these protests are making actual real life changes. But in the world of sports, they're doing the same thing. And, and, and I think this is a great, I, I, I can't tell you how great it would be to see more diversity and, and, and more people of color out on the ice playing hockey. I, I just think, uh, I, I think it would be incredible. So uh, so we move from that to we move from that to another sport that is just not well known for uh, its diversity. Uh, did you know I was gonna, I wanted to mention this, but did you know hockey was invented by black people? I didn't know that. No, no, yeah, it's um, it, it, it was black people in Nova Scotia. It was a book that I just got my attention uh, turned my attention to. Let's see, it's called No, 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 no. Yeah, Black Ice, the lost history of the colored hockey league of the Maritimes in 1895. Yeah, so uh, if you ever get a chance, pick it up, dude. It's it's pretty, pretty awesome uh, yeah. to learn. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's go back to another sport that just made a change, and this is the most ridiculous change, and it makes you roll your eyes to think that it was even a thing. But another sport, not real well known for its diversity, not real well known for its uh, inclusionary fan base, I would say. But here comes NASCAR. Here comes here comes NASCAR, and and uh, and credit goes out to Bubba Wallace, uh, um, uh, an African American driver uh, in NASCAR. Uh, he's been very vocal with everything going on. He's he's out before races wearing his Black Lives Matter shirt in in a in a place where you probably wouldn't recommend a black guy do that uh, at a NASCAR race. Uh, but NASCAR's making changes too. And, and, and again, the fact that this is still a thing and the fact that people can't get it through their thick skulls, that this thing, this is what it is. NASCAR banned any appearances of the Confederate flag at NASCAR mm-hmm. races. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. So fans can't bring it in. They can't wear it on their shirts. They, yep. there is to be no appearances of the Confederate flag and, and, you know, I, I want to say as somebody who's just like, I don't know, understands what the Confederate flag stands for. And even if you don't want to talk about the race element of it, which is impossible not to because it's a it is a racial thing. Um, it's the flag of a, a an attempted breakaway from the U.S. And, and, and the cause of a war that cost thousands and thousands of lives. <laughs> so and they lost. So the fact that people continue to fly it is absurd. But but having said that, when you consider what NASCAR is who their audience is and, and, uh, 
and traditionally what they kind of are, the fact that they came out and took that hard stance, I think is, again, you can't always just have giant steps. You can't. And, and I think it's just another step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I'm, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It's um, we'll, we'll see the kind of reaction it gets from the crowd, but I mean, not that it matters, but I, I, I got to think some people down there in Talladega are going to be a little upset about this. Uh, there's going to be a little, little, uh, little, little, little rallying about this, but who cares? You know, like, you know, like you said, uh, no, wait, actually, I just read a post about this earlier. It said, you know, the world's a changing. Get on the train or get off it. Uh, you know, it's about time everybody is equal in this world. So, yeah, bravo, NASCAR. Bravo, Bubba Wallace. Uh, the, the move is getting praise from everybody. I mean, I saw a tweet from Richard Sherman earlier saying he respected the move. So, yeah, good on you, NASCAR. How do you, how do you, I'm Joey, how do you think? Watch, I'm still not no, going to watch it. No, no, absolutely not. I might watch a race just, just to show my support. How do you think the people in Nashville are going to, or not Nashville necessarily, but I was gonna Tennessee say, in the South? Nashville would be great. Tennessee as a whole, probably not. <laughs> How do you think they're going to feel about the removal of the Confederate flag? Oh, who cares? Jeez. It's, uh, it's just great to see NASCAR make like swift improvements like that. I mean, it, it, again, it's ridiculous that that even had to be said. Uh, but yeah, the reality of the NASCAR fan base is that's a very prevalent thing. Um, so yeah, it's good on NASCAR to ban that, but I'm sure there is much, 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 much more uh, they can do for that whole cause. So then the other thing that came out this week in the world of sports uh, regarding this topic is Roger, Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, came out and said, we as a collective unit, meaning himself and the owners, were wrong about Colin Kaepernick. And we handled it poorly. And, and we did not do that the right way. And so here comes Colin Kaepernick again. And, and, and again, I'm a firm believer that uh, you don't know it in the time, but I'm a firm believer that Colin Kaepernick, they're going to be teaching kids in 30 years about how he started uh, that take a knee movement. He really brought so much attention, even though people didn't want to listen to it. Uh, so, so now, but so now Colin Kaepernick comes out and says that he's more ready to play football than he's been in the last three or four years. So, so does the NFL, is there a team, and I want your opinions on this, is there a team that's going to put their money where their mouth is? Because words are words. And it's real easy to say we made a mistake and we maybe gave Colin Kaepernick a raw deal. And it was kind of almost a, a bit of an admission from Goodell that maybe there was a little collusion that happened there as far as uh, let's blacklist Colin Kaepernick. Uh, so does Colin Kaepernick find his way back into football? Did they did they mention Colin by name? Yes, they did. That's good. I was about to say I I heard like recently that they hadn't, and maybe, so they must have since then. Um, but to me, that'd be like 2020 Roger Goodell telling 2016 Roger Goodell to hold his beer. Uh, he makes it just way worse than it was before. But uh, <laughs> I'm uh, 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 I, I think as far as like you know, obviously you have to go and try out, and I hope he gets that opportunity to. I feel like Seattle would be the perfect fit in a backup role to Russell Wilson. I feel like, uh, you know, when he was with the 49ers, uh, pretty mobile quarterback, uh, I think he could get into that system pretty well. Um, and uh, I don't know, Pete Carroll came out talking, condemning the NFL and how they handled the whole situation. I mean, that could be a potential gateway for him. 
don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was just trying to look everything up here because uh, I, 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 well, the reason why, the reason being is I was just going to go through all the teams and see who needs a quarterback because, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it'd be great to, it'd be a nice PR move for a team to sign Colin Kaepernick, but at the same time, you also got to think of the needs of your team. So like Seattle, I think is a good team uh, for him to go to, uh, Joe, like you said. I, I don't know. What, a, what about the Patriots? Yeah. Well, listen, it doesn't have to be a starting role, right? Like that's not what we're talking about here, but look, I'm more interested when I'm looking around the league, I'm more interested in looking at backups and you're telling me like, first of all, to act like he wasn't good at football is absurd. The dude was, the dude had a couple really good years and and maybe he was a little up and down, but maybe he was a little up and down, but so is Jameis Winston. Yeah, like, and, and, and there's there's no question that Jameis Winston's an NFL football player, and and then you look around the NFL at backup quarterbacks, and you see who, like like he's not better than Blake Bortles. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to our friend of the show Cecil Shorts, but he's not better than Blaine Gabbert. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, there are Drew Stanton was on the Browns last year. Yeah. he was our backup. God, would you, who would you rather, for real, who would you rather have? If you needed to have a backup come into the game, would you rather have Drew Stanton or Colin Kaepernick? Because I will take Kaepernick 100 times out of 10. Yep. Wait, 100 times out of 10. Holy shit. Yes. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, but the thing is that uh, Colin has got to be willing to accept that role. And, and, you know, who knows if he will or not? That's the thing. If he, if he wants a starting role, I think he's still going to find himself out of the league. But he's got to find, he's got to be willing to accept that role to, to, to get back in the league. So it's going to be interesting to, to see. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see one of the teams put their money where their mouth is. And, and I would love for it to be, I would love for them to be open about the discussions because if, if, if somebody does come in and say, listen, let's say it was the Patriots and they said, listen, we're not going to promise you a starting job, but you know, if, if you come in and compete, you'll have a chance. That's, and, and Kaepernick said no, then you would want to know that. Otherwise, uh, I think it's been pretty clear that Cap hasn't – he never got any decent offers uh, to come back and play football really ever. And, and you can – you still read it. I read it on every comment board, everything I look at. Oh, he doesn't have the talent. Dude, did you – I mean, like, yes, he does. Dude, you, you, know, you know what's the perfect system for him and, and who wouldn't miss a beat – if they signed him like the Baltimore Ravens, if Lamar Jackson got hurt, <laughs> if Lamar Jackson got hurt. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great question. Who would you rather have as a backup? Colin Kaepernick or RG three. Right. <laughs> right. I'm Colin taking Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 listen, and, and listen, who would you rather have as a backup Colin Kaepernick or Kyle Bowler? I mean, it's, it's really, it's really easy. Right. <laughs> no, and, and listen, I I uh, I understand that it's been several years now since he's played competitive football, and that that will change things. And and if he has lost skill uh, over those four years, obviously three, four years, whatever it is, that's understandable. And and if he can't find a job because of that, okay. But to to sit there and act like he wasn't good before, like was he was he was he Peyton Manning? No. But, like, he showed some of the most brilliant flashes of football with a laser of an arm. And 
his mobility, he showed the ability to be brilliant, hence why he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Uh, so to act like he just was trashed before it, no, he wasn't. He was a good football player that clearly got blackballed because of a political situation. And and I would love to see, I would love, I would love to see him get another shot, but I but I also understand. I also, I understand a little bit of the skepticism on his end because I don't just want to be a PR move. If right. you're going to, if you're going to bring me in and let me compete for a job, cool. That's what I want. If you're going to bring me in just to be the team that signs Colin Kaepernick, I don't know that I really need to be a part of that. I mean, he had one good year, then he kind of went downhill from there. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I would, I would love to take him in a backup role because you, you still have a threat there. Uh, but yeah, I, it, yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to be a PR movie either. I would definitely want it to be somewhere where I can compete somewhere where I want actually wanted. Um, yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If he gets signed by anybody, I just saw his age. He's 32. So He's no spring chicken, but I mean, as long as he's in shape, I mean, for those four years, yeah, he might've lost skill, but he also doesn't have a lot of miles on him after those yep. four years. So he's pretty healthy. So we'll see. We'll see. Tanner Burns. <laughs> Go Tanner Burns. Woo! Shane Bieber, Maine Schmeener. Go Tanner Burns. <laughs> Burns. All right, so let's have a little baby. Let's have a little fun for the rest of the episode because I I can't I can't with baseball. Uh, you know, NBA's coming back. They're figuring it out. Hockey's figured it out. Soccer's figured it out. The, uh, the MLS just said they're going to start a tournament for for the championship. NASCAR's figured it out. Golf has figured it out. And then there's there's baseball over there being like the Plexico Burris of sports, just shooting itself in the leg at the nightclub, like just just being atrocious. So I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So. Uh, Again, this is something we've had on the docket uh, really since we started because we, again, we laugh about this, but we decided to start a sports podcast during a freaking pandemic quarantine, which was so smart of us. Uh, but we've, this was a trend that went around Twitter. Uh, we're late to the party, but we thought we'd have a little fun with it. So we want, uh, we want to pick our Cleveland sports quarantine house. So basically the criteria of this are these are going to be uh, athletes that, uh, currently play or have played in Cleveland that you would want to ha have in your house with you during a quarantine, who you think would be uh, kind of the, the best of the bunch to have. So, uh, so Chad, uh, since this was kind of your idea from the get go, let's start with you. Who is in your Cleveland sports quarantine house? I think my first pick would be well, why don't we do that why don't we why don't we go around and see who like the like give each other's first quarantine okay, house. go for it so my i think my first pick to be in my quarantine house would be frankie lindor uh, okay. strictly because he just he just loves to have a good time like you know i mean he he smiles he likes to play pranks on people uh he, he just seems like he would be a, a, just a cool chilled layback person to uh to hang out with, man. So yeah, I, I would think my first pick would be Frankie Lindor. I love it, Joe. Uh, are, are we going like pick, around the horn with first pick, second pick, third pick? Yeah. Is that how you want to? Okay, all right, Joe. Yeah. Who's your first pick? Um, I don't think you can not pick J.R. Smith. Oh, 
<laughs> I right, like unless I'm missing something here, like I feel like J.R. Smith is bringing the party. <laughs> gonna bring the fun. You're not gonna remember the night or the quarantine. No, uh, but your but your shirt's gonna be off. Yeah, no, no shirt. Shirt is coming no off. Shirts. Uh, yeah, Jared Smith. He's bringing the fun. Boom. Oh, I love it. Two good first picks. All right, so my first pick is going to be uh, current Cleveland podcasting legend Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is <laughs> Joe Thomas. Even though even though he's like like a chiseled like super athlete now don't get it wrong let's not mistake things joe thomas is still just like a midwestern beer drinking good time having let's go fishing let's just hang out and chill type of guy and that's i'm gonna need i'm gonna need that chill vibe in my quarantine house so i'm going with joe thomas yeah okay all right i got you very chilled vibe i like that idea okay I think uh, my next pick would be Jarvis Landry. The Jarvis. Reason, yeah, the reason why I go Jarvis Landry is, you know, at three, four months is, is, is a long time to be in quarantine with you. And you know what? Depression and sadness can set in, and that shit is contagious, bro. Bless that, shit, that shit is contagious, man. <laughs> yes, this is so good. <laughs> and, and 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 he would be the guy to bring me out of that. Okay, he would be the guy to inspire me and keep me going through those four months of quarantine because I don't want that shit to be contagious. So Jarvis Landry, love it. Wow, great. Um, I feel like we just got very different uh, houses because I feel like I'm going to have the party house here. <laughs> oh no, you know how to go here. No way. Yeah, we're going Johnny Football. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> J.R. Smith. You're putting J.R. Smith and Johnny Football in the same. Oh, yeah, my God. yeah. Well, here's the deal. So there's, there's a couple of things. One, oh, no. Johnny Football in charge of fireworks, in charge of games. Uh, but the also, the amount of cocaine in that house is just, is just escalated <laughs> oh, through the roof. It's going to be snowing in June. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I think the kind of like uh, hidden benefit uh, is going to be if I'm tired. I feel like they're going to be like two four-year-olds just kind of wearing themselves out. And I can go to bed, and Jared and Johnny can kind of continue their uh, Dang. party life. Okay. So, uh, wow. I don't know that any house is going to compete with what you got. but So no. I feel like my house is going to need a little security. Uh, I'm going to want somebody there that can kind of protect us all. I need an enforcer in my house. So my next pick for my quarantine house, his name is Albert Bell. <laughs> and what I'm, all I'm going to say is, you want to come egg my house? I'm going to run you over with my car. Albert Bell. <laughs> Boom. My car. Oh, God. Fernando Vina is just shaking in his boots right now. Yeah. Like Fernando Vina is like... allow you over. <laughs> Fernando Vina is like outside of that house in an Escalade thinking about running into it. <laughs> and, I, I'm and just... Albert, I'm not like... We can order a pizza in my house, and the doorbell rings, and we just be like, Albert. And he just goes and scares the shit out of the pizza guy. Yeah. So, so I, I want that level of enforcement, protection. Uh, and I got your cork right here. Uh, Albert Bell is, is in my house. Albert Bell just goes and handcocks the shit out of his, out of his truck, like his pizza <laughs> truck. He just goes, oh, smash, and just lifts it and throws it. Like, screw you, Vina. 
Oh man. Okay. Wow. Okay. God. Wow. Johnny Manziel and J.R. Smith was going to be my third and fourth pick. <laughs> <laughs> but man, wow. Okay. Um, okay. Can I pass? Can I pass and have a little no, bit of time? To- no, you can't pass. No, you can't pass. You got to pick somebody. Fine, 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 fine. Odell, okay? Because finally, I'm going to I'm gonna have the party come to me, okay? Odell has been known to... Uh, has been known to, uh, you know, he's had some he's had some Johnny Footballs like videos <laughs> go right, on about so him, and he'll bring a party. Okay, all right, all right, so you bring in Odell. I think his party is overrated, but I, you know, it's okay. He's going to come in and, and be a good dude. Yeah. Who you got, Joe? We're going back to the Browns. Ooh. Uh, maybe like not the most like high profile celebrity Brown, but like definitely one's going to enter the party we got going on in my house. Oh no. Uh, we're bringing in uh, Jamie Gillen. Oh, the Scottish hammer. hammer. The Scottish hammer who was at the bar when he was told he was going to be the punter for the Cleveland Indians. So, yeah. The Indians punter. Oh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> All right. So Jamie Gillen gets in with the quarantine house. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to keep the accent motif. Cause I find people with solid, heavy accents tend to be, humorous and i think my next pick is going to bring in some very funny elements because i think he's going to be very hard to understand in many times and his voice is real deep and he, he kind of sounds like andre the giant in princess bride he's like uh, so i i am choosing with my next pick uh my favorite cleveland cavalier of all times Drunas ilgowskis is joining me in my quarantine house I think he's funny. I think he's kind of chill and laid back, and we would just have a good time with Big Z. All right. Here we go. All right. Last pick. Here's what I'm going with. I'm going with Delhi, and I'll tell you why. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, all star pick. It, it is, yeah. Delhi is is the guy that's like, he's he's I I feel like he would 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 be the guy to 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 keep the party going. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, you know, with the, with the Australian accent, he would like, oh, oh, right, mate. You're like, give, give, give yourself, give yourselves a drink. A terrible, <laughs> terrible explanation, but I feel like he would be a cool guy to have in a house. I don't know. Former rugby player. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like he would be a good guy to have in a house. Sorry. It's a shit explanation, but Kelly rounds out my Cleveland house. Man, Joe, how do you, how do you round out your house? I mean, you've got, <laughs> JR, Johnny Football. You brought the Scottish hammer. I don't know how he's going to keep up with any of that. So, who, how are you going to round out your house? Uh, we're bringing in the closer. Uh, I guess he's not really a Cleveland athlete, but he has participated in a major Cleveland sporting event, the Celebrity All Star Softball Game. Uh, so, we're bringing in Drew Carey oh. to round out the house. Uh, yeah, to get a little funny in there, play some games, uh, get a little. Uh, uh, what's that one called with like the picnic your guy that goes over the edge? Oh yeah, the, the uh, uh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, yeah. I Some totally planko maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally thought you were gonna say John Rocker, and I was gonna be like, oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. No racists allowed. <laughs> All right, so wow, Drew Carey comes in with the Cleveland athletes, but he played in a softball game, so yeah, I guess it's cool. So for my last pick, I was trying. I was like, I'm gonna try to go obscure. And I, and I changed my mind because I've got a very good reason. 
Um, I was going to pick Cecil Fielder because he played for the Indians for like a f- 14 games or something like that. And like, how do you not want big Cecil Fielder? But I'm going to go back to the Cavs and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to act like this is like a bachelor pad quarantine. So we're going to act like I'm not married. And then you kind of, you need some ladies around and one Cavalier stands above all the rest when it comes to that. So my last uh, person that comes in to the garage beer or to our quarantine house is my man, the rain man, Sean Kemp is my last pick in my quarantine house. I don't know. I'm going to handle all this. I feel like Joe Thomas is going to need to help me through this with Albert Bell and Sean Kemp. But, uh, but yeah, I think my house is going to be a good time. I just feel like maybe there's going to be some physical violence, but that kind of keeps things up and going. I totally thought you were going Tristan because of how the money, how much the women. <laughs> oh, no, God bless. <laughs> but, um, okay. All right, so go, give us your four again, Chad. Who are your four? Uh, oh, God, I, I forget now. Jarvis, Odell, Deli, and Frankie, Frankie Lindor. I just, you know, it might not be a huge party, but it would be a good time. It will be a lot of bullshitting and busting balls. Lots of smiles. Like. Yeah, I feel like that's being yeah. in, in my house. Yeah. So, recap. Uh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Uh, J.R. Smith, uh, Johnny Football, uh, Jamie Gillen, and Drew Carey. And then I had Joe Thomas. And Zadrunas Ogaskis and Albert Bell and Sean Kemp. And I want to throw a, uh, I'm going to, I'm going I'm to suggest one person that we can share for all of our houses, because I think we maybe missed the most fun Cleveland athlete of all time, Alvaro Espinosa. Yeah. We can, we can pass him between the houses and he can put little bubble gum uh, bubbles on top of our hats. He could be the Uber Eats driver that goes to the yes, house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've been talking about doing that forever, so I'm glad we got that on the docket. Well, okay, so, now. Go okay, ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead, you go. go. You go. I, I was going to say, okay, so I have a different house. I'm just going to go through this quickly so you guys can decide. Okay? Now, this spans all of Cleveland, not just sports. It spans all of Cleveland. What, what one of these houses would you want to hang out in? House one has Kevin Love, Drew Carey, The Miz, Joe Thomas, and Jake and Logan Paul. Oh, well, I'm out of house one. Fuck yeah. that one. Out of house one. I, I, you, can joke, you can have 15 Joe Thomases and wouldn't make me go into a house with Jake and Logan Paul. <laughs> house two. House two. LeBron, Odell, Hugh Jackson, oh. Dan Gilbert, and Halle Berry. Oh. It's better than house yeah. one. But, See, man, yep. there's, some, there's some rough in that. When I, when I read this graphic, I went, yes, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, right, okay, else? so house, house three. House three. Delhi, Baker Mayfield, Slider, Steve Miocic, oh. and Jeffrey Dahmer. That's <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Jeffrey. How's Jeffrey Dahmer? Is Jeffrey Dahmer Cleveland related? Did I not know oh, that? I, I mean, he went to Revere uh, High School. Oh, <laughs> he went to wow. Revere. I was yeah. associated with Milwaukee. Oh, well, oh, shit. I think I'm out of that. I think I'm, it was good for a minute, but mm. all right. House, is there a fourth? House, house four. Okay, there's six houses total, by the way. Okay. House four. Frankie Lindor, Dr. Oz, Don King, Michael Simon, Larry Nance Jr. and Sr. That might be the best house. Yeah. That's my, that's my front runner right now, especially Michael Simon cooking for everybody. <laughs> yeah. okay. I just hate Dr. Oz so much, but okay. We can get around that. <laughs> See what I mean? All of these houses, like, yes. I mean, it's better than Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Sometimes. All right. 
House five. House five. Bone thugs. Oh. Travis Travis Kelsey. Jay Ram, Jose Ramirez, Nick Chubb, and John Beeline. Oh, well, that's the house. Yeah. John Beeline was here for 14 minutes, but that's the house. Well, he was here for 14 minutes. Nick Chubb wouldn't talk, okay? Like, like he, wouldn't, he wouldn't say anything. Chet, bone thugs. Yeah, right? I'm living in that right. house. Okay, house six, though. Listen to house six, okay? Before you say anything, listen to house six. Jarvis Landry, Jim Tomey, Jim Brown, Ooh. Machine Gun Kelly, and Steve Harvey. Six. Done. Five, easy five for me. Right, the minute right. the minute you put MGK, who apparently seems to be a decent guy, but I nah. uh, so, uh yeah, no, nah, that didn't do it for me. House five, you know, yeah. You know, you know who's terribly misplaced in House Two? Halle Berry. <laughs> I feel bad for her. Uh, well, I feel like I feel like House Five and Six were just set up for success. House yeah. like House One through Four were like, hey, these cool people, and then like Hugh Jackson. It's like, no, I don't. Uh, or like Logan and Jake Paul. Is it is it weird that in all of those houses, uh, the two worst people were Logan and Jake Paul and Jeffrey Dahmer? Those were the two worst things in all yeah. of those houses. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I, I want to meet the guy who had sex with Halle Berry on prom night. Like, <laughs> like, like you lucky son of a bitch, you. <laughs> Settle down, champ. Uh, all right, sorry. Uh, Who's yours? Yeah, which one was your house? Oh. Get out of here, mosquito killer. Uh, anyway, mosquito eaters just yeah, flew right in my face. Um, my uh, house was I, – I, well, oh, God, I lost it. I lost it. Oh, okay, there we go. I, I, I would have to go with house five. House five. House five would be well, – would be Because I knew how six – I knew how six – I knew how six was going to be Joe because Joe – Joe, who's your favorite Cleveland athlete of all time? Jim Tomey. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Do you have his number, Joe? I mean, he lives in Bainbridge, apparently. Yeah, well, let's get him <laughs> on the show. I'm here for a couple weeks. We've already got a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. We have a social yeah. distance uh, podcast interview. All right, let's go to our next fun game. We've got a couple fun games. Uh, our next fun game, and this was like, this was my favorite thing that happened on social media this week. If you're not familiar with Dan Bilzerian, uh, he's the biggest turd on the planet, essentially. Well, well one of them. Uh, but basically, he's a dude that caught a big inheritance from his dad and then blew it all on gambling, but then still has a bunch of money left over. And he's only relevant because people like following him on social media because he uh, hires a lot of Instagram models to lay in bed and act like they're interested with him. And uh, he holds big guns and goes out on boats. Is essentially the Dan Bilzerian experience, right? Uh, so... Apparently, he thinks he's interesting enough to write an autobiography, which was, uh, I, would, I would just label that the biggest waste of time anybody's ever had. And uh, I can imagine it's just a fascinating read, and I'm sure the grammar is great. Uh, Do you read books? Like, I, don't, I don't read books. I mean, I, I like books. But Do you? Yeah, I'm into books. Uh, occasionally. Joe, I mean, what? Joe, do you read? Like, no. I <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you could just, if I could at least interest you guys in putting a book in the shitter, toilet books are the best books. Like garage beers are some of the best beers. Toilet books are like the best books. That's the so. first time. That's the first. Uh, a garage beers first just happened. Beer just went up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's give that a hard no. Uh, the butthole of the world. Uh, yeah. 
So, so Dan Bilzerian went on to his many, many followers on, on social media and said, listen, I wrote an autobiography, but I can't think of a good name for it. So I'm going to give away $5,000 to the person who makes the, the name that I that is my favorite. And then I'll name my book that and give you $5,000. So of course, because of who he is, uh, the internet freaking roasted the shit out of him. And, <laughs> and they came out with some of the greatest book titles that you could imagine. So I'm going to read a few of them to you uh, because they're great. So here are potential names that the internet came up with for Dan Bilzerian's new autobiography. Now, the first one is Dan Bilzerian. The only thing shorter than my Navy career is my penis. <laughs> Dan Bilzerian, the empty shell behind the facade. <laughs> I think this one's my personal favorite. Dan Bilzerian. Nobody cares about Don Balbarian. <laughs> I love that one. Dan Bilzerian. I couldn't have done it without daddy's money. Dan Bilzerian. Perpetual midlife crisis. And then these other two are really good too. Dan Bilzerian. Love your kids so they don't end up like me. And then this one's really, really good too. Dan Bilzerian, blowing... Oh, no, that's not the start. The, the start would be blowing an inheritance through an eternal midlife crisis fueled by feelings of inadequacy. Dan Bilzerian's guide to still only being 5'9". <laughs> it just was one after the next. After the, There was nobody. There was nobody that was like, Dan Bilzerian, I am cool because I have big guns. No, it was just all just like, yeah, yeah. you're a tool. You, Dan Bilzerian, I paid this girl $5,000 to sit next to me for this picture, and then she left. Uh, like, just <laughs> constant. So here's, here's my question. I, I posed this question to you guys earlier, and I'm asking you for a little introspection. I'm asking for you guys to just hurt yourselves a little bit. <laughs> Literally. So I'm asking you guys, if you came up with an autobiography and you chucked it out to the internet and the people that you know out there and they started roasting you, what do you think the best roast that you're going to get is? Joe, I'll let you, oh, you go first on this one. I, okay. I still need a minute. Yeah. Uh, so really digging in, not super deep, but uh, I would say it'd be something along the lines of Joe Whalen, uh, the incredibly sub-amateur injured uh, athlete in quotation marks. Right? Okay. I mean, I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I might've gone I something would... like Joe Whalen. Uh, he drinks a beer and has explosive diarrhea. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> I get that. Well, I was thinking of chapters like uh, chapter one, how to get cut from a JV golf team after no. your first match. No, no. Or... <laughs> you got a 60. I shot a six. Yeah. So I, uh, I think it was my junior year of high school. I, I uh, played for Avon. On the, I made the JV alternate uh, position, and I shot a 60 on nine. And, uh, yeah, I didn't make I was, I was not invited back. I was not let back. Uh, yeah, and maybe, like, chapter four would be, like, um, playing catch with uh, your dad. Oh. Uh, 
get the ball over the fence now because it didn't go in your glove. Or, I don't know. So many dents on the fence in Joe's yard. Yeah. When he was growing up playing catch and just the ball, you could just see him. Yeah, it would just be okay. a, a collection of. Oh, maybe uh, just the many cuts of Joey Whalen. Yeah, the many cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love the golf. It's story. a resilient story. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a story Mike, of resilience. What's yours, Mike? And I've got, I've got, I got so many things that come into my head. Obviously, I, I always go birthmark first because I got a giant birthmark on my face. So, uh, yeah, right. Uh, so something about that I just think of. But, but then I tried to get a little deeper into my, into myself, and and I came up with Michael Keefe. Uh, well, at least he had a nice voice. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I that is the only positive feedback we got on the show. That's my, yeah, <laughs> it's my redeeming quality. Like, you know how they call like the most attractive men tall, dark, and handsome, right? That's what that's what they mm-hmm. call them. Yeah, I'm tall, pale, and covered on a birthmark. So, like, oh, you do a uh, uh, Mike Keith for Face for Radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I don't even like I break radios. Uh, <laughs> so at least I've got a nice. I've got one good quality. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with that. I, I, I feel like I could, if you let me sit here long enough, I am, um, I very much appreci- appreciate self-deprecating humor. And oh, I use it about here. myself a lot. And same so here. I probably yeah. could give you about 56 things. Like Mike Keefe, I remember one time I wet the bed when I was like 27. <laughs> like I, I, could, I, could give you, I could give you a lot of self-deprecating humor. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Chad was in the bed. Uh, No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the voice one. We're gonna we're gonna roll with that. So, Chad, what did you come up with? God, like I could I I'm the same way with you, but like I don't know. Like I I I just thought like Chad Meyer hissing on doorknobs since he discovered beer. (laughs) 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 Like, I mean, Chad Meyer, Daddy, my doorknobs all wet. It hasn't it hasn't happened uh, a lot, but like the the few times that I have gotten you know drunk to where I don't remember things, I, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I remember like pissing on my door. No. My room my roommate my roommate goes, "Hey, are you do- hey, Chad? What the hell?" And I go, "I'm almost done. I'm almost done." <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> I don't know. Like most of my, most of mine just has to do with <laughs> with drinking. It's like Chad running through porch screen doors and see. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I see now you've got me thinking of specific stories. So like mine could also be Michael Keefe. How did he throw up on that ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> that could be one. That and that's a that's a college story, but it is a story. I painted a room one time. Uh, Chad Meyer, I have the B-dubs chair that I took out of there. From- <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I love it. All right, so uh, note to Dan Belzerian. Or Don Bulbarian or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> I like that better. Like I love that name one. Don, Don Bulbarian. Uh, maybe don't do what you're doing ever, and that would be our advice. You can win 5,000 whole dollars, though. Yeah, five thousand, yeah. and those that those are that's probably clean money. Yeah, there's no way there's anything tainted about that money. No, no pun intended. All right, so two more things I want to cover before we finish uh, because we're having fun. 
So I've had a running debate with my brother-in-law, Joey, here for years. Okay. I like About it. something. And he is mm-hmm. insisting that this is possible. And I think he is just... Full of shit? Completely, yeah. <laughs> full of hot air. Okay. So, so Joey says that on a... Maybe not on like a regular basis, but on, on like a... At times... And I understand he's got gluten things and all that. Mm. But he says at times... He says at times that he can have one continuous consecutive fart that lasts for more than 10 seconds. So, And I uh, don't think that's possible. It's, all right. Uh, I, I want to play a little Twitter and fact check you here, Trump. Um, Whoa. A couple things. A couple things. Stretching it. One, this more is... More fake news. This is like a six-month development here, okay? This is more recent. Uh, uh, I uh, never said over 10 seconds. We are right at 10 seconds. Right at the 10 second mark. Uh, And yeah, actually, with diet and I'm sure practice, it's possible. Like, there's no, yeah, it's possible. No way. Chad, 10 seconds. Listen, if, 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 listen, I have had farts that have at least gotten close to 10 seconds. Okay. (laughs) It's possible. I don't even have one. No, you haven't. I have gluten issues. I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend named Jeremy. He's Jason's brother. Who he calls it nine innings. Like he can give you nine innings. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning, full of farts, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am totally on board with you. You, see, you need the you need the right fuel, and if, you know what? Maybe I'll do like a a month of like strict no uh, no gluten, and then uh, crack open a, a strict no gluten or something. Will you be alive? Listen. <laughs> because- <laughs> Listen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I think you guys are way over-exaggerated on this. I, 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 I can, I can uh, rip some ass with the best of them. Mm. I, my mornings are usually full of it. Uh, okay. I, I don't, I like to eat delicious food, so I, I, I eat anything, and I drink beer, and I can, and I'm telling you, you wake up in the morning, like, I'll wake up in the morning sometimes, and I'll be, like, in the bathroom, getting ready to get in the shower, and I'll just be like, it's like a trumpet. It's like a trumpet. I'm thinking, like and I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like, man, this is going on forever. But be, since we've had this conversation, I like, I'm real acutely aware of this 10 second thing. And it's like, I'm like, man, this is a long one. This is going to go forever. It's like four seconds. Well, I think you guys, I, I think you guys are dramatically. I have witnesses. One, I think you're dramatically underestimating 10 seconds. Okay. Well, listen, he has testimonials. Okay. I do. Uh, yeah. I do. I, we can get them on record too. <laughs> I just, I, I think, I think if if I, what will I do, Joe? If I ever see anybody fart for a confirmed ten seconds, I will write you a check for two hundred. Well, I'm actually working. I get the, you know, two hundred fifty bucks in Joe's pocket. Two fifty. Yeah. If I and it doesn't even have to be you, Joe. Just yeah. anybody. If, oh, if I ever, shit. if I ever in person witness somebody, oh, in person, continuous, yeah, I don't want a video. What if I do it in video? Nope, in person. <laughs> if, if if I ever witness somebody fart for more than ten seconds, or, or or at least ten seconds, continuous, no breaks, no little pauses, continuous, I will write you a check for two hundred. Can I face you? No. Ah, well, no after, right. no aftershocks, Joe. I mean, this is something Joe, you need to work. If you FaceTime me and it really lasts for ten seconds, I'll give you fifty bucks. Yeah, whatever, okay. food, whatever, right. whatever foods 
give you the most gas, dude, I would I would order that or shit right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're doing some uh, diet planning. Joe's gonna, Joe's gonna, Joe, Joe, and his his beautiful, lovely girlfriend Maddie are are staying in our house tonight. Joe's gonna order some like chili and like refried beans, and like middle of the night, I'm gonna be in bed, and he, he's gonna be like bursting into my room, like listen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 or i wouldn't say anything i would just go walk into the room fart for 10 seconds and then go winner <laughs> <laughs> and then walk out i don't think i don't know if you're listening to this and and you have an opinion on this we want to hear from you yeah, uh, we, we want to hear if you yeah. think 10 seconds continuous no breaks 10 seconds is that possible i say no chance is that mm. possible I mean, if I haven't oh, wow. done ten seconds, I've come close, dude. So you're yeah. you're you're gonna be. I think I think you've done four or five seconds and then thought you were close, but nah. <laughs> so next next time, put it on your timer. Just put ten seconds on your timer, and then imagine that it's it's no oh, way. I, oh yeah, it's, I feel the coming on. Sure. Yep, I agree. <laughs> oh god, don't push, don't don't mess yourself, Chad. Don't mess yourself. Oh, no, it's okay. Why, did you just hear me fart? Because I just did. Well, you were trying. You were grunting oh, okay. in the microphone. <laughs> All right, so last topic. Last topic before we hit the road. This has been a boatload of fun just having uh, the three of us do this again. But our good friend of, uh, on the podcast here, uh, somebody that, that uh, we talked a lot about in the early episodes, there's been a little bit of breaking news on the one, the only, the Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic and guys, it's grim news. I don't know if you saw this, but Joe Did he just Exotic. Get drafted by the Indians? Did he get drafted? <laughs> Joe Exotic! Woo! <laughs> They're gonna trade him. Uh, grim news out of uh, Tiger Landtown. Uh, Joe Exotic uh, wrote a, a letter from prison that said. Um, that the prison life is killing him, <laughs> and not the meth, the prison life is killing him, and he thinks he only has one to two months left to live. Guys, can this world, in, in, in the year of quarantines and, and, and protests and injustice and, 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 and death of famous people and, and family and all of this, can this world, could we handle the loss of Joe Exotic in 2020? Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, you know. You know. Uh, uh, you know. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. Oh. You know, I swear to God, if you bring this every time, you need to drink a Mike's Hard Raspberry Lemonade every single oh, time. Oh, yeah. Hey, I might I might be the new uh, spokesperson. Let's get them sponsored I, on the pod. Who knew Joe Whalen was a Carol Baskin stan? No, 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 no. I wouldn't go there either. I, I think they both suck. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike's Hard Lemonade, if you're listening, contact Joe, Mike, or myself for a sponsorship. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, who cares? Right? What is he gonna do when he gets out? Uh, he is gonna make more, mu- more beautiful, beautiful music. Oh, he didn't even make that music. I saw a yeah. tiger oh. in a tiger soul, man. <laughs> I, you know, uh, Joe is great entertainment. 
but like as long as we're like talking about like I don't know people being shitbags, he's probably like kind of top of the list. He's, top of the list? Okay. Oh, he, all right. Go back to Cleveland House, Cleveland House Six with Jim Tomey, but now add Joe Exotic in there. Ooh. Are you going to the house? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Could you stand to live with him? If Jim uh, told me was there. No. Oh, what? No, I don't think so. Oh, get Tommy on the phone. We need to I talk think, about this. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe to like, I don't know. Uh let's see here. I don't know how you can stand him. Like he's right? Am I like the only one that is not like touting Joe Exotic? Doubt him? Oh no, he is a giant piece of shit. But for yeah, entertainment yeah, value of garbage. I'll for entertainment value. value I would love to hang out with him just for a day. He's going to, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I don't know if I can handle the mess and <laughs> the tigers and I don't know. It's, it's, it would make, it would make Joe too sad to see Jim yeah. Tommy just losing what his teeth left and right. Big, what if he showed you his big, beautiful balls? Oh no. Big, beautiful balls. Those are Travis's. Oh, sorry. Sorry. The dead guy. Sorry. The dead yeah. guy had the great ball. I don't know, Chad. Will you, Will you hold a ceremony? Will you hold a, 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 a Joe Exotic remembrance party if he were to pass in prison? Not, not, I mean, not personally, but I think we would have to do one on this show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Feel some sort of obligation? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. You, you would have to, like, like his funeral song would be, I saw Tiger in heaven. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> we, we would have to do, like, a parody song. Uh, for, to, to, to play him out hey, you know his current husband i can't remember his name but he has a current husband now and you know yeah, he's like 12 or something you know he'd get up there and he'd be like uh wanted to say a little something about joe uh eulogy joe wrote it himself so it begins <laughs> joe exotic had the biggest most beautiful balls <laughs> you know you penis you know his eulogy's already written. Oh, yeah. It's already carved in his cell. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's actually written on a condom wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the back of the condom, Betty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love everything about this. All right. All right, boys. Uh, do, you have, do, do you have any sympathy for Joe Exotic in, in jail right no. now? No. None. No. Zero. I don't have any sympathy. Do those people, it was... It was the most fun I've had watching a TV show in a long time. Yeah. But every person that kept showing up was just worse than the last person that kept showing up. Like, like all of a sudden, here comes, like, Doc Antle, and you're like, holy Jesus, this is the worst man I've ever seen. And that's after, like, two episodes of watching Joe Exotic. The best people on the show were the poor saps that worked at the zoo. Like, oh, God. otherwise, there were no other good people on the show. Like, I don't know, man. No, I've, I have zero sympathy for him at all. He's the, he's the dumbest, weirdest guy on the planet. <laughs> Great entertainment. Speaking of which, though, guys, Doc Antle's coming on the show next week. Oh, great, oh, great. <laughs> hey, Doc, why are you such trash? Why are you Go. such a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> And that was a quick appearance by Doc Antle. Uh, <laughs> click. All right, boys. Well, a little Joe Exotic, uh, and I think it's only fitting uh, that we 
we let Mr. Exotic, who no doubt 100% actually sang these songs. I think it's uh, very fitting that we let uh, Mr. Joe Exotic play us out. So uh, that's going to do it for us here. Episode 12. It was fun just having the boys uh, stay tuned to the social media sites this week, uh, everybody, because I think you're going to get excited by our special guest we've got coming up on our week 13 podcast. Uh, Let's just say maybe, maybe not a Cleveland athlete, but uh, certainly a big name athlete that had a very fun thing happen to him in Cleveland that we may or may not talk about. Uh, so stay tuned to our social media. Uh, again, uh, look up the Garage Beers podcast on Facebook. It's at the Garage Beers on Twitter. Go give us a follow there. Um, and then at garage underscore beers underscore pod on Instagram. Uh, and then please go ahead and hit that, uh, hit the like button on our social media. Give us a rating as you're listening. And please tell your friends uh, we're having a great time doing this. And, and hopefully you're having a great time listening. We appreciate you. Uh, spending the last few months with us, really. And uh, we look forward to continuing. Guys, what else do you got before we wrap up? Oh, man. <laughs> I love you all. I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where I was going, too. I, yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey, for, uh, for Chad over there on the east side, uh, Joey here in my garage with me with his Mike's Hard Lemonades, bringing, bringing the heat from mm. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Uh, I'm Michael Keefe. Again, Chad, what's your Twitter handle at Chad Meyer eighteen thirty? Chad Meyer eighteen thirty. Yeah, hit me up. Hit Chad up on Twitter. Joey is gonna. We're gonna get him to start using Twitter at some point. But at Joey Whalen, I am at the Michael Keefe. Uh, and for all these guys, thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you had a good time. We'll see you again this time next week. Cheers, everybody. I wake up. I go to work. But every. Trying to slam me down Back in the dirt I don't care I move on Cause I'm not gonna let someone Come tell my right That it's wrong So bring on the media Or the right wing Or the left wing Or anything you want to bring Bring it to me Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.